When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is October 4th, 2022. NXT 2.5. It has begun. The build to Halloween had a uh, Halloween Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc. The the white and gold era of NXT is upon us. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Conway, NYC Demon Diva Isa tonight to talk about all the 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 havoc. That is that is building towards Halloween. Spooky season's here, folks. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. How are you both? Fantastic. I'm doing great. Um, Aaron Josh hits number 62 tonight. We're going to the yeah, playoffs. It's a good day if you're a Yankees fan. Great day. I was getting nervous that he might not do it, but... Uh... Stop, Finally. stop, don't, don't, don't even, don't even, don't even try to say that. I knew he would. I knew he would. He, he was running out of time, but I personally knew that he would. So I'm excited that he got it done. Roger Maris's family can finally go home, which is, I think, is yeah. the sweetest story because they've been traveling from stadium to stadium, waiting for him to break this record. And now they're finally done with this. No more baseball for the Maris family, probably for forever. I don't know why. Well, yeah. Glenn has no idea yes. what we're talking about, so it feels good to get to get him for once. He always throws some references that I'm just sitting here like, "What?" So it's my yeah, turn. how about that Reggie Jackson <laughs> reference, huh? What you know about uh, Reggie Jackson? I remember Reggie Jackson. Mr. October. <laughs> yes. What hey, you, you know, know about Reggie Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard today one one day only. Pete Rose is signing autographs in Las Vegas, but only for today. Oh, oh God! No, he's Never always again. there. He's always yeah, I've there. Met him in before. I've met yeah, him before. he said one day only. That's his advertising. He's there every day. He's the Rolling Stones of collectible items. They're always <laughs> retiring this year. Uh, slice of Vegas pizza place with the best pesto garlic bread I've ever had uh, is in the Mandalay Bay. That little mall there. And so every time I go there, I go by and it's like, Pete Rose, one day only. And it's like, what gambling debt is Pete Rose trying to pay off? <laughs> How much money does he owe this store owner that he's there every day? <laughs> yep. Um, although, you know, I did stumble upon Jose Canseco's Showtime Car Wash in Las Vegas. Oh, God. Jesus. And I kind of want to go there. It's very obnoxious. Yeah, I really want to go there. Yeah. Just be careful what you guys do because he'll snitch on you. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So tonight we have someone new joining the schism. We have some returning faces. We have new number one contenders for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. We have so much going on on the white and gold NXT. But before we dive into that, let's talk about the news. Yes, we have even more going on in the news. And I'm going to admit, you guys, I'm going to be completely honest. 
I was paying like 50% attention to this episode of NXT because I was spending the rest of my time putting the finishing touches on my new pro wrestling bit about the biggest feud rising in wrestling right now, Sammy Guevara versus Andrade El Idolo. It fell out right here on Twitter, stemming from an interview that Andrade did with Mas Luchas, where he talked about being stagnant in AEW. And he shared a story about Sammy Guevara backstage complaining about being hit too hard. This, of course, was translated from a Spanish language. So tomorrow, of course, when Tony Khan has his backstage talent meeting, he'll be ignored in two languages. Sammy Guevara was very upset with this language from Andrade El Idolo. And he took to Twitter, where you take when you have a problem with a coworker, and he called him a jobber. He called Andrade a favor hire. And he said, and I quote, be grateful, bitch. Andrade clapped back, saying that he said it to his face. Sammy Guevara denied that he said anything to his face. Andrade implied that he will see Sammy Guevara on Wednesday, so it sounded like an on-site dynamite. Sammy <laughs> Guevara versus Andrade. I've got a lot of thoughts. I see the chat's got a lot of thoughts. But we'll start with you, Issa. What are your uh, thoughts on Sammy versus Andrade? I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, you forgot to mention the real MVP in this Twitter beef, who was Ricky Starks, who sent out a tweet that said, I wish my co-workers would shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the real MVP of this feud. Don't all of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, listen, I was telling you off the air, I was like, I wonder if it's a work. It feels very real. I mean, this is my opinion only. No, no, no shade on Sammy Guevara, but Sammy does have that face of somebody that instead of hitting somebody back and getting a receipt, he will go backstage and cry to Tony Khan, right? In professional wrestling, we're taught if you get hit too hard, you just hit back harder. Even, even Roman <laughs> Reigns was teaching that to Logan Paul in the Impulsive podcast a couple of weeks ago. That's why he said you handled that situation. Sammy Guevara looks to me like the kind that would go backstage and cry. The, the favor hire, I didn't like that. I, I get what he was trying to do with that, but whether he was a favor hire or not, Andrade is a very talented individual, and anybody's lucky to have them in the roster. Uh, and, and, and he brings an audience that uh, him with that last name can't bring. So, yeah, that's my opinion. He calls himself his Spanish god. <laughs> Tell me one <laughs> Spanish person that's watching you, buddy, because I can't name one. Oh, shut fire. So you're Team Andrade, it sounds like. 1,000%. Besides Andrade, Glenn, a beautiful-looking man. What if Andrade comes back to NXT as Andrade Chase? Just putting it out there. <laughs> Where do you get the sweater? It's the exchange <laughs> program of Chase U. <laughs> I said that, hey, listen, that could actually work. In terms of it could be a way to introduce luchador wrestlers and give them the rub with Andre Chase. I, I kind of like that. I mean, Andre Chase. <laughs> wow, I got that like two minutes late. <laughs> Some people limit their shit posting to actual posting on the internet. I have made it a 24-7 existence. Andrade Chase. I feel like these AEW wrestlers now, you know, it's not a good look for AEW, but I just, I've gone on record and said that Tony Khan is not much of a leader. And a lot of people, I feel like, share that sentiment about Tony Khan, but I was wrong. I'd like to retract that. I feel like he is a leader, but he's leading by example as Tony Twitterfingers because he goes on Twitter, he wilds out, he calls this person out, he calls that person out, puts all this company business out there. So his wrestlers are just looking at him like, hey, man, if my boss is going to wild the fuck out, so am I. And they're going to take their business to Twitter. So they're just doing as Tony Twitterfinger leads them, and I'm all for it. So if they want to fight on Twitter, let them do it. It's not helping their ticket sales, but apparently that is a new normal is to fight with your coworkers uh, in AEW. And I do not think that this is a work because if me saying it's not a work would be giving Tony Khan credit for not being that 
incompetent to go and make a backstage storyline out of talents like Sammy Guevara, who's had problems backstage with many other wrestlers, to make that into a storyline, given the climate in AEW right now, where they're just trying to get that locker room back to normal, I just think would be the worst thing you could possibly do. So I don't think this is what Tony Khan wanted. I think it's the last thing he wants is a storyline that once again detracts from his television. I mean, Sammy is young, and I, and it's funny me saying this, given the things that I do say, but I do think part of maturity is learning to take that split second and think, okay, what are the potential consequences about of what's about to come out of my mouth? Like, could this go poorly? What's the, or even better, what's the benefit of saying this? And in here, the moment we all say stupid shit, but I mean, come on, like, this is, this is not a good look. If this is part of a storyline, like, I get what AEW is doing, but this just sounds to me like they don't really have locker room leadership in AEW. I mean, what would they be doing? My question, if it was a storyline, is what the hell are you doing? Because the last thing they need is storylines like this in terms of their talent fighting. I think Tony Khan wants, or he should want to get away from this, given the fact that he lost his four biggest stars with this type of book yeah, going down that avenue of shooting on each other. We're going to do this. Yes, then it turns it real, was. and now you don't have Young Bucks. I was actually talking about that on my stream. Uh, watch along to my channel. Check them out. But I was talking about how at first it felt so exciting, more of a reality era, right? We're walking, like, with the MJF thing. is this is fun it's not fun anymore i don't want this mm -hmm. backstage drama going on at aw to be the main storylines anymore i don't but the problem is that they also can't manage to put a compelling storyline on screen so that you look <laughs> away from the backstage drama either <laughs> i mean yeah what are we supposed to then do you, you have problem. your biggest returning professional you yeah your biggest return in your company in mjf and you immediately think i'm gonna put him on a field with willer yura that's that's your go-to like so, so of course I'm going to go and watch Sammy Guevara and Andrade clap back at each other on Twitter because it's a lot more interesting than Willer Yuta. And you're not alone, Issa, because it's been coming out. I have a story on Forbes about it. AEW's ticket sales are doing terribly. That shine of being the new company going to get WWE has worn off. Not only that, it's worn off at a time where WWE is now the cool new toy because of Triple H. So now AEW is going to have to actually start selling tickets. And you do that with storylines and compelling stories to be told on your television. You're not going to sell tickets and fill up those arenas with, oh, did you hear what he said on Twitter? You'll fill up a Twitter comment section doing that. You're not going to fill up arenas. Well, or travel to some new markets. I feel like they're playing Chicago you know, that's another. That's another. That's I mentioned that also on my channel out. as well. Yeah. They they really visit the same markets over and over again and stay away from uh, newer markets. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, Glenn gave Sammy a very good advice, like the grown up advice. I'm gonna give Sammy some advice too. Clap back. Stop going backstage. Stop going on Twitter. If he hit you hard, hit him back harder. But you're too scared because he's gonna hit you back harder, and then you don't know what to do with yourself. So jump off a ladder or something. I don't know, but just hit him harder. I, I just wish this. That's how we handle right. things. In the barrio, okay? That's how the streets handle <laughs> things. That's all I'm saying. I just wish this match between Andrade and Ten was live on Dynamite. I believe it's going to be on Rampage, which I think is a mistake because if any shit goes down, they could just always edit it. But I want to see this live. I would much rather see Andrade versus Ten Vance live. Mm. We Sammy's going to keep see. that vlog going the entire time backstage so nobody attacks him. So that way he has like, you know. <laughs> it's got evidence. Yep. <laughs> Just imagine if Tupac had access to Twitter, what the mid-90s would have been like. Ugh. 
I think about stuff like that all the time. I think about that with 80s wrestling, though. I think about that with, like, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan and, like, Ultimate Warrior. I think those would be fun tweets. And yet Iron Sheik would have been the exact same Twitter feed. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. He was ahead Here's of his time, man. Indeed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Allison Tuckwab asking, is Paul Roma or Ken Shamrock Hall of Fame material? Hmm. If we're talking WWE Hall of Fame, Ken Shamrock, absolutely, 100,000%. Yes. I saw him tweet the other day something about returning, and I'm like, I can't believe this man hasn't come back yet. Like, it's been so long. But, yeah, I agree. I like hmm. I like Ken Shamrock as well. I don't think Ken Shamrock has come back since he left no. in, like, the 90s. He That's hasn't, ridiculous. and I think this whole uh, Daniel Cormier uh, refing this pit fight, uh, something something happened that he um, he tweeted something about coming back, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy has actually not came props to Yeah, I would rather have Ken. I love Daniel Cormier, and that's going to be fun, and he's probably going to be great in his role, but I would rather have Ken Shamrock. When I saw that that was floating around, I got very excited. Yeah. I think Cormier is going to kill that as well, honestly. Yeah. I do. He's a big wrestling fan. He's not going to disappoint. Yeah. And Kelvin R. Alexander with the $2 super chat saying Braves win, Braves win. They're going down. Yeah, they're going. They got the division. The Mets choked it out at the last minute. There you go. Um, Good for the Braves. I mean, they are the current world champions, so you expect them to try to do something there. Yeah. Emphasis on the word current. Yeah, because that's Yankees over Braves in the World Series. Yankees, Yankees win. Yeah, you think the Braves? You think the Braves are going to beat the Dodgers? Uh, The Dodgers (laughs) are getting better in the playoffs, but I just don't fully trust Dodgers. They do choke. They do choke in October. They do. I feel like every October is a whole different season. Like everything resets, and some things that are so solid during the regular season just like fall apart. So we'll see how it goes. But I mean, the Dodgers are. In, like their record is incredible this season. Oh, yeah. They have the better team for sure. Yeah. And Mia Lee 499 saying the heart of a lion, the face of a doll, Nikita theme slaps love her <laughs> veer here. Pretty deadly. So WWE in here for it. Grace and funny. Julius is the man. Living my truth. Uh so excited for Nikita Lion. Every time, every time I see her, I'm just like, how is she not just being pushed to the high heavens? She comes across like an absolute superstar. Do you press that button every time she comes on camera? I think it in my head. And I think live <laughs> your truth, Nikita. I mean, and it's, I mean, look, I'd say this with all the love in the world. Like, it's just that first promo tickles me with yeah. what that first promo was. Uh, but she has been incredible since. And I think just even in a short amount of time, she has uh, become one of the, uh, the brightest uh, faces in all of WWE. Well, that was once upon a time said about Bray Wyatt when he was in FCW. And now there is a big rumor that he may or may not show up at Extreme Rules this Saturday. WWE reportedly hired. Get this. Did you guys know that this position existed? He is the, uh, let, let me get the exact word that they use. It was like the director of longtime creative. What? That's apparently a position in WWE. Uh, the director of longtime creative. His name is Rob Fee. He is an ally of Bray Wyatt. In fact, he pitched a movie about The Fiend before Bray Wyatt left, and it was going to be greenlit by WWE. They were going to work on it and start drafting a script or whatnot, but that was scrapped after Bray Wyatt left. This is said to be an ally of Bray Wyatt named Rob Fee, who's been hired as director of long-term creative. I figured that Bray Wyatt, maybe as a condition of him coming back, said, okay, we're going to get a long-term creative guy so you don't pull the rug from under me when I get to Goldberg or when I get to Rollins. You don't screw me over. 
Well, okay, so there's a couple things. Okay, let's talk television for a second. So um, in TV, and I had this role on a web series once, there's something called executive story editor. An executive story editor is like the person whose job it is to say, okay, this is what we're doing next uh, this week. This is what we're doing next week. Here's our plan for like six months from now. This is where we want to get. And they're keeping the moving pieces. There's also the script supervisor and director of continuity. And what they do is they're the ones that have like the show Bible, which is like, okay, so this week we want to do this. You, you can't do that because last week we said this. So this would contradict it. A month ago, we said this. So these positions do exist. Sorely needed in WWE. Never yes. could have worked under Vince. Because could you imagine like if Vince was in control of Lost? Like That's every week. Yeah. You know? I, I'm, I'm aware of this position. Not in, I've never in my life heard the term long-time creative to describe anything in WWE. So yeah. maybe this is something that whether it's a Triple H or maybe it's something that's now finally come to light, but it's good that that position exists. I don't know how long it's been there, but it's good that that's at least something they're thinking about because with this Bray Wyatt character, I think that's important is that he's got a story to tell and you just let him tell the story from beginning to end because when Vince gets involved with, oh, we, we got to beat him. We got to have Goldberg win because we're going to do Goldberg and Roman Reigns, which never ended up happening. And we got to have Seth Rollins retain the title for whatever reason they decided to do that. But with this, I think hopefully it'll help the character. I hope so. I'm so excited. It, it, I, I'm having fun with what they're doing. I obviously, I, I'm a long-term fan here of Bray Wyatt, and we just have experienced so much exciting. Like every time that he's done this, the, the Wyatt family video packages, right? You were just so hyped at how they were presenting them. They ruined that character. They did the Firefly Funhouse with those bits and pieces that he's going through something, and you see the Fiend, let me in, and then the Fiend shows up. And that first entrance i still remember how special that felt his first entrance at wrestlemania with the lantern i mean i'm sorry summer slam with the lantern and then they ruined that so it's like i feel that same level of excitement yet again and then there's that part of me that goes don't get too excited don't get too excited so i love hearing this piece of news because maybe there is someone there that's going to protect this and make sure that this doesn't happen again and if i'm bray wyatt and i'm coming back i also make sure that i'm protected yes yeah what else we got that is your news. Raw did a bad number, 1.599 million. It was lowest since July 4th. They had a bad third hour. So football's back. It's really hurting WWE. Uh, really two big markets, the Rams and the Niners. Mm. But uh, not a very competitive game, not a good game. Two teams that are both going to lose to the Packers in the playoffs if they do make it there. Packers are 3-0, but that's not 3-1, and but that's not news either because we're 3-1 and every year. We have winning records every year. Hopefully this year we can jump over the hump and beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl, 29 to 24. Well, uh, Quantum Leap had an uptick in its key demo last night. So, Ooh, sorry. That's where they all Classic episode. Felt like classic Quantum Leap. It was that very, was. very good. If you've been on the fence about the reboot, this this might be the episode that changes your mind. Very good. So excited. Starting to jump over the, the hump in a good way. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know what I like about it? They called their shot. They were like, uh, this is where we're going for the season. And it's going to take us somewhere between 10 and 20 episodes to get there. So season one, we're going to wrap up this this plan to wrap this chapter. It's very masterful. It's very good. You could tell like there's some good continuity there. And that's why I'm excited when you hear a WWE doing things like that, because as though they're finally going to treat this like a real TV show. Yes. Which is the key. Uh, so. Oh, NXT. <sighs> OK, so. Let's talk big picture for the, the white and gold era for the launch, right? We're back to live tonight after all these pre-tapes. Did this feel like they made enough of a statement or did this feel like sort of a soft reset 
in the build this the was, Halloween Havoc. This was the most NXT 2.0 episode we've gotten in mm-hmm. weeks. But it's white and gold now, Isa. It was NXT not... 2.0, and you know it. He just put a different makeup on, or he's wearing a wig or something. But it's hey, it's whatever you have NXT to do to keep 2.0. it spicy, you know, change the makeup, put on a wig. It's so funny. We're in this like alternate universe where because NXT 2.0 just put a bunch of paint on NXT. Now it's like they're putting a bunch of paint on what was already paint, but it still seems like the paint that we just saw. <laughs> Because it was like, it looked like NXT 2.0. It was filled with a bunch of green was talent very, that wasn't was... all the way ready. It was very much NXT 2.0. There was nothing about it. And this was a live version. This is a It was a very expect. mid episode. It really was. Yeah. I, I love the main event. I will get into that. But outside of that, I was bored. Yeah. Well, and loved Pretty Deadly addressing the NXT Commonwealth. I didn't uh, like this fit, but they made up for it later on. This was so good, and I have to say though they kept building it up, building it up, and I was just like, "Brazongo is going to come out and change challenge." Them. <laughs> like that—that's what I thought was the build, but instead we got uh, and the brawling brutes. Hey, the streets are saying Tyler Breeze might not be too far away, so Wait, maybe really? he's going to be—he's going to be on the bump tomorrow. Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Tyler Breeze is coming back. Well, that's what the streets I, are saying. I don't know if he's all the way coming back, but he's definitely talking to WWE. I mean, they've they've got to for the fashion police like even during the last segment tonight like would you be excited to halloween havoc to have what they're doing with uh brooks and don and uh Inofe and blade do you want to see that or do you want to see pretty deadly versus the fashion police and everyone's got crazy costumes and it's a banger match i think you say that for wrestlemania weekend i don't think you give that away at halloween havoc i mean i think that'd be huge i think the crowd pop for that i think fans yeah. would pop for that i think that'd be awesome like tonight was good but pretty deadly or super over and yeah they are fantastic this, this i thought this was a good segment i i agree you know the fit wasn't classic pretty deadly but it was very funny it was a sight gag and they were doing yep. this silly gimmick that they were really committing to kind of like the founding fathers i thought it was very funny the way they were doing it i too was thinking especially coming off of last week where they had that segment uh yeah kind of hinting toward the secret and roy type relationship but they came off as absolute stars i agree but i just got nervous thinking oh my god they're gonna have the brown boots beat these guys like when it's too early to have these guys drop the title. So I was thinking the whole show, they're going to just extinguish this thing that they've got a good thing going. I never thought that. But, you know, I'm a real Pretty Deadly fan on like Alfred here, obviously. I The whole time, yeah. as soon as Butch and company came out, I thought they're going to turn this into a into an Extreme Rules, you know, preview. Imperium's going to come out. That way you don't really beat. Because you don't want to beat the Brawling Brutes on their appearance in NXT just like that, you know. So I personally didn't think they were going to. I never thought pretty that was dropping the they, titles they, tonight. They brought Dolph Ziggler and they beat their champion. They just had Solo Sokoa beat the A champion, which I thought nobody okay, should have done. Okay, but you're talking about Braun Breaker. No, 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 no. You're talking about that only happened to Keep it real. That only happened to like AJ Styles, even Grayson Waller. Even Grayson Waller beat AJ Styles. Apollo Cruz has lost every week. The only person that got screwed over by the main roster is is is, is from Breaker. Okay, what about Carmella Hayes and Solo? What do you say about that? Well, Solo's part of NXT. That's a different story. Uh, he was a main roster guy when he came down. No, no, no. He showed up at Clash at the Castle. That's not even in the same country, so it doesn't count. And then he comes back to NXT next Tuesday. How do you know? You don't know if it's official <laughs> that he's on the main roster or not. If he's on a different country, it doesn't count as a call-up. That's, it's, it's, in the, be, it's in the rule book. Look it up, Alfred. You need to be the Bloodline's official legal counsel. Oh, what else does The tribal counsel and the legal counsel. 
What else doesn't count if you're in a different country, Isa? And do those rules apply if I'm not in the continental United States? It depends. There's a couple of countries that have no extortion uh, laws. Those are the best ones to go to. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that drop again. Give me that drop again. Alba Fire attacked Mandy Rose in the NXT parking lot, the most dangerous, dangerous. place yep. in all of WWE. You know, it's not cool when they say it. I don't like that they brought it up. That's always been the kind of underground inner thing, and now your dad is in on the joke. So yeah. I don't like the whole dangerous. That narrative isn't funny to me anymore. I don't well, say speaking it. of your dad being in on it, Byron Saxton was there tonight, and he's like... <laughs> what, you're saying he's my dad? No, he's the dad of <laughs> WWE Universe. What? <laughs> I don't think they left to that one. <laughs> You're a fine that Byron Saxon is my daddy. <laughs> what I meant was Byron Saxon is like is like dad humor. I do have a suburban accent. I'll give you that, but he's not my dad. Quell those rumors right now. Byron Saxon is not sending the charcuterie. Quell those rumors right now. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> I know, need. <laughs> I didn't mean I need, it that way, but oh my god, that was an amazing I cell need phone a on my Photoshop. Wait, I need a Photoshop picture of Byron wearing the "Acknowledge Your Daddy" shirt next to Alfred. Now, <laughs> somebody no, get on like that. No, he's like Mr. Dad joke. Like Byron's like Mr. Dad joke. Okay, he's okay, like, I understand it now, but I don't think that. I, don't... I, I thought he was. I. Thought... <laughs> I thought he was calling him your daddy too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Actually, he's like he's like commentary daddy in the in the uh, WWE universe, right? Because he's been doing this a long time. He's affable. Nothing, oh nothing about dad. Byron Saxton screams daddy. I'm sorry, oh. Glenn. <laughs> that that was classic, Glenn. That's it. I don't. I know you didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Uh, I think you didn't mean it like that. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> I just got the greatest ab workout in my life. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what were we talking about? Alfred's daddy? What else? What, what else happened? <laughs> I'm never going to be able to mention Byron Saxon with straight face again. I know. If we if we ever if we ever be acting out of pocket on Twitter, I'm just gonna tag you and be like, "Yo, Alfred, come get your dad." <laughs> uh, uh, Alex. So let's see. Okay, uh, Kelvin Alexander, five dollars. Nikita's definitely improved a lot since she returned from her injury. Absolutely. Alfred Saxton. Uh, oh, no. I, I will leave this podcast. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm done. Nikita has been great. Agreed. Well, you owe me some child support. Right? Those rumors are true. <laughs> Ken Shamrock was going to get a WWE Championship push before Brett left. Yes. Thank you, Jim. Mark would have been a great WWE champion, by the way. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> do you think Byron still keeps in touch with Nia Jax after their flirtatious <laughs> banter on that episode of Ride Along? 
Are you now saying Nia Jax is Alfred's stepmom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. My family just keeps growing. Am I part of the bloodline now? <laughs> Alex Diaz. 1990. If Vince was here, what would Elijah Dojovic's new name be? It would be Ilvic. Or the Ill D. Oh, there you go. The Ill D is a pretty that's that's a great indie wrestler name. But I like the Ill D. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ryan Ramirez. Fuck 99. You guys are the best. Well, so tough. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> TLD <laughs> no, that, that that sent me. I'm sorry. You and me both. I don't think we're going to top this. I just I think uh, it's all downhill from here, folks. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad to, that it wasn't me this time. It's usually me making a comment about Roman Reigns. No, Alf. No, Glenn. It was all you this time. You're the one who started yeah. this. It's your fault. I understand why he thought I was saying that. <laughs> I thought you were saying that. So That's, the majority here is that. <laughs> Have you ever met Alfred's father in person? Uh, That's true. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> much thicker accent uh, on my dad. If I call Paul it, Heyman I... Uncle Paul, people aren't like, you guys are related? Like, That's no. Your uncle? Yeah, no one, someone says that. I would say Uncle Paul, you know? We need to start that rumor, too, that you're Paul Heyman's nephew. Possible. <laughs> um, Ryan Ramirez, thank you for uh, saying we're the best. Thank you. So, <laughs> get your dad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep him in check. Bye, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I feel like they're in a holding pattern with uh, Carmelo Hayes right now. They need yeah. to put that belt back on him so that he can get back to being the A champion. Yeah, I I don't like belts. If, as much as I love the bloodline, I don't like belts to be won only to be ruling question. Unless we're talking about injury or, I don't know, suspensions. Uh, okay, I see that. But just to put a belt on someone for a couple of days and then have it relinquished, then you probably, I don't, I don't know, I don't really know what Carmelo was doing with this belt. And I was talking about like the 2.0 era, which apparently still continues after watching tonight. And I thought Carmelo Hayes was my favorite champion of the 2.0 era. So it felt very pointless to take that title off of him if he's still going to stick, stick around in NXT. So I hope he wins it back. Yeah, I don't know why they would do it if they weren't. I actually, as much as I didn't like the fact that Carmelo was driving the title, I thought it would have been a cool visual that everybody in the bloodline has belts except Sammy, and then that you can keep telling that story. But for them to just take it back off of them, it really seems like a waste, especially because this was actually a really good run for Carmelo Hayes. He had the belt for a while. He was defending it. He was 
promoting himself as an A champion. And then last night on Raw, Bobby Lashley was talking about, you know, the title making the man and the man making the titles, that old debate. And I think both make each other with Carmelo Hayes. Eventually he'll get so over that he doesn't need a title. And I think he might already be there, but I really do think that they make each other. I think the North American title seems like a bigger deal when he has it. And he's really good at that character as the A champion. So we had a qualifier for that ladder match for the North American title at Halloween Havoc with Andre Chase versus Von Wagner. Von Wagner, America's sweetheart. Getting yes. the win tonight. Okay. The GOAT! Please stop. <laughs> what are we doing here? Why? Andre Chase needs to be getting over. They need to put him on a win streak. And I don't know why they keep trying with this. Especially now, Tony D'Angelo's out. There was a void. There was a charisma void. Top baby I mean, face superstars. He's talking about charisma, Von Wagner, obviously. Good lord. <laughs> Mr. Charisma. <laughs> carry on the legacy of Kyle O'Reilly and NXT. He's doing a hell of a job. He might have more charisma than Kyle O'Reilly. Really? Wow. Von <laughs> Wagner makes Madcap Moss look like Sami Zayn. <laughs> I think Madcap has a I just don't think they let him do enough. Even as Madcap Moss, when he was playing the comedian character, he definitely has a personality. It's just they don't know what to do with him yet. Yeah. Does he? It's does he a have a personality? Talking, I think Madcap does. I think it's in there somewhere. I think you'd be surprised. You guys well, like those Madcap jokes? I, I hated his jokes, but when he was there was one promo he did against Drew McIntyre that I thought it was good. But he was oh, when he did the accent. When he yes, did the yes. accent, yeah. Um. Oh, this was a high point. Wendy Chu versus Lash Legend. Was it a high point? <laughs> I like this. I I love Wendy Chu. I love Lash I Legend. You don't love Wendy Chu. You like to see Lash Legend job every week because that's what she's become. When Wendy needs to go to the main roster. No, she doesn't. She needs to go to sleep. I think we all need to go to sleep. I, I like I like Wendy Chu. I think she has something to offer. I think it's good that she's working with Lash Legend because it's a more experienced worker. It's funny because this show is filled with people who are like the Creed brothers. They're good in the ring. You know, they're fun to watch in the ring. They're still pretty green, but they're very green in terms of delivering promos and whatnot. There are a lot of people like that on this show. And I feel like Lash Legend is the opposite where she's inexperienced in the ring, but her promos are fire in terms of delivery and confidence in herself and the character. She's amazing in terms of when she's talking. And so hopefully they don't rush her along, but I hope that they take their time in terms of getting her acclimated to wrestling. Um, I mean, with Lash Legend, what do you do with Lash from here? Go bring her back to her, to her segments, her, her talk show. That's I like true. that. How is her producer? Is he still in therapy after what Tony D'Angelo did to him? <laughs> Mark? Yeah. I thought he died. I thought he threw it with the fish. No, he he, he uh, let him go in exchange for that guest segment. Have you I'm seen him after out. that? That's true. So yeah, it's a cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kelvin Alexander saying Lash needs a win streak badly. Agreed. Yeah, but I don't know if you just put her on a win streak. Just I, I feel like there's other ways to develop her as a character, and then the you know the wrestling will come. It'll be good to wrestle and go on a win streak, but then eventually. She's going to probably have to wrestle longer form matches and do that consistently and just 
Well, you know, if you use a Jay Cargill formula and do less with more and have her in super short matches, that'll work. Well, when you had her doing the talk show, you didn't have to have a wrestling. People yeah. were still looking forward to her segment. So if, if, if her charisma and promo skills is what really delivers here, maybe not so much in the ring, then put her in a couple of really spicy backstage segments before you put her in the ring again and give her time to develop that way. You know, to your point, Alfred, we haven't seen something like that since AEW has arisen. We haven't seen like the parallel characters really yet. Like we had so much mm. in WCW and WWF in the nineties. So like Lash Legend to the Jade Cargill character. Yeah, and like that's a very nineties thing to do. They get Drew Gulak out there to be the new Hook. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Drew Gulak is the first person I think of. <laughs> My cousin Drew Gulak <laughs> is the first person I think of to be the WWE's Hook. You know, you talk about parallels. They haven't had any parodies. Like, remember Gilbert and the, what is it? The Monday Night Wars, the the one they did, the Nacho Man. And they, I'm waiting for that. I want to see those parodies. No one said Tony uh, Khan just goes and like throw shade on Twitter. Okay. So who would you, who would you, who would you parody first if you're WWE? Who would you hire? Uh, Billionaire Tony, 100%. It would be Billionaire Tony. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious, actually. Dad throwing money at him. There's a million things you can do. He's dad throwing money. Actually, you know, the big one, I'm surprised WWE had restraint given the the brawl out CM Punk thing. That seems like, especially Triple H, like it may be cooler heads prevailed, but that seems like something they would specifically want to take a shot at oh yeah for sure and it, it, like you said especially with triple h that that was a fun time in the 90s when WWE got so pissed that they did those out parodies i can't imagine them doing a parody of aew because it would just bring too much attention to the company but it would be very funny it might be i don't know they have a lot of funny material well, it wouldn't be funny like oh my god this is hilarious it would be funny like oh my god i can't believe they're lowering yeah, they're losing their shit <laughs> I mean, there, it's sort of like that reality TV thing, right? It's like on reality TV, it's like if one person has a freak out, it's like, oh, the other person showed such restraint. Secretly, that's not what we want. Secretly, we want the other person to escalate, get into it, and we want to have those moments. Right. You know? It's pro wrestling, folks. Um. So, Wendy Chu got that win. Wesley with Stax. Then there was one. Channing Stax Lorenzo. The only active member of the D'Angelo family. I didn't recognize him without Tony. (laughs) Yeah, but I will say this guy can talk. I don't know if it's because because there were a lot of very wooden promos tonight on the show. And they were a lot of more like back to back. So maybe my bar is lowered, but I saw the stacks guy. I'm like, who is? Because again, I was working on something else. And I'm just like, who's this guy with all this fire? I think he seemed good. I think he can hold his own. Well, and Tony got injured like three weeks ago, like almost a month ago. And he's still out. So prayers for tony d uh because the tony d family i don't know man you know it's like uh uh it's like you know when bobby brown uh released that compilation album in the early 90s that was the bbb posse it was just bobby brown's posse that released a record nobody was buying that even though bobby brown was on like two songs you know the tony d posse is not selling records yeah I'm just glad they didn't do an angle where they said Tony D is sleeping with the fishes because that would have broke my heart. I yeah. immediately started writing angry letters <laughs> and unfollowing every uh, WWE account. Wow. 
Here's, Tony D needs to take a page out of uh, Enzo's playbook and get a rascal scooter and get his ass back on TV every week. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Listen, I'd love to see that. He could be all decked out. He can have the Italian flag on the rascal scooter, of course. I mean, look, dude, say, look, and I understand not everyone has the same fondness for Enzo that, that we on this podcast do, but that is like just mentally next level, one of the smartest things a performer has ever done while injured to not let this be a lapse in TV time, to have yeah. an injury take them off TV. Yeah. Yeah. Can talk too. Um, so Toxic Attraction versus Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark in a number one contenders match for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Issa, what did you think of this match? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I had, a, I had an okay time watching it. Yeah, Alfred. It was just a match. I think it was less than okay, actually. But it was one of the greatest. I hated the acting from the segment in the parking lot with yeah. the baseball bat. I thought that looked so ridiculous. A lot of things look ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know if we already talked about it or not, but that like pre-taped segment with Casey and Katana. Yeah, I was trying to forget about that. How do we go from partying uh, at music festivals to this sad, soppy story? It was weird. There was a lot of weirdness today. And then this followed that. So I almost feel like I went into this already like so low from that weird video package that the match was just okay in my eyes. Maybe it was better, but the video package killed all of my vibes at that moment. Yeah, I feel like they were going the opposite way. They were trying to be more dressed down and make it look like a real friendship. And it just really came off like they just kept the cameras running and let them talk. Oh. But there was no direction. They were kind of rambling, and it did not seem authentic. Even though it seemed like they were having a real conversation, something about that interaction did not seem real, like they liked each other. There was a lot of backstage or pre-tape rambling well, promos tonight that went on yeah. for probably a minute or two too long. This one went on too long, period. The second mm -hmm. is started but there was a couple of the, the one with jd too i thought he got a solid promo but it was so long it was there was a lot of filler tonight you would have thought tonight was pre-taped compared to the other weeks that well, we've seen maybe with the hurricane they had to accommodate the shooting schedule good point affected. good point i didn't think about yeah. that um but the, what this said to me this promo was that nikita and zoe are winning these titles at halloween oh 1000 because you could have not made these two girls any more unlikable yeah, and I don't see them. I, they still haven't beaten Nikita, right? She's still unbeaten. No. In, yeah. So, yeah, I think Nikita and Zoe are going to win these. I feel like they're just like, they just decided that Nikita and Zoe have to be the champions. They're like, what do we do those damn things again? Oh, that's right. They have it. Come on here. We're going to do some segments with you guys. Do you no, think this is it? Yeah. No, the way that it went is like some a producer was looking in the trash can where, where Cora <laughs> threw it. And then Casey and Katana walked by wearing them and they were like, oh, never mind. <laughs> that actually would have been a better angle if they just would have dug them out of the trash and said, we're the tag team champions now. <laughs> Yo, <Yeah>. facts. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be a pretty good heel angle. Um, I'm surprised no one's done that. that yeah, that, that would be solid. Um, but... Um, what was I going to say? Uh, toxic Attraction. I think maybe this is it. Maybe their main roster bound. For I, know, I think they're just waiting for Manny to drop that title and then they yeah. go up together. Because I wouldn't have much hope for Toxic Attraction going to the main roster by themselves. I think if they're with Mandy, who's a familiar face, and I think has grown as a performer in NXT, I think it's going to serve her very well in Triple H's WWE. So if it's that, Toxic Attraction with Mandy Rose, I think that could be something. Yeah. And you have and you have a lot of trio stables forming in the main roster right now. So it will make sense. 
Triple H loves his heel stable, so they're, they're going to have a shot. Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez appeared on the Grayson Waller effect. This was so bad. Yeah, I felt like this only buried because it's, you got the heel and you got the baby face talking about this real problem. And the attention is on Grayson Waller telling them both to shut up and that he doesn't want to hear it anymore. And you keep interrupting me and you guys both suck. And it just completely buries the whole thing. It's like contract signings are already just mid and don't do much to get me excited about a match. But this contract signing, now you got the guy telling us pretty much not to care about the match. But it wasn't a contract signing. It was just Grayson Waller's uh, talk show. show. Yeah, it's talk that's, show. That's okay. the Grayson Waller effect, is you pay such little attention that you're not even sure what happened. No, yeah. Not if you're watching it on Instagram. It's a whole different story on Instagram, and it was quite entertaining on Instagram. Joe Gacy was in the chat, leaving white rabbit <laughs> emojis. I'm telling hey. you, you have to go watch it on Instagram. However, their promos and their back and forward, horrible. You can, I can't buy either. I can't buy Cora Jade as a heel quite yet. And Roxanne is saying how she's going to leave emotions behind. But then she starts talking about emotional things that attach her or make this important to her. Like, I just didn't think they're vibing well together. Yeah, I, I didn't like anything about this. This, If they were trying to make you care about this match, I felt like they were writing a segment to not, honest to God, that they said, like, how can we get Grayson Waller over? Let's just use this match that we don't care about. We'll just put that in. There. Oh, it worked because when he got pulled under the ring with Apollo, when he pulled him under the ring, the life was still going on, and you could see the fall on the ground, and then a referee picked it up, and they didn't know what to do with it, and then it ended, like, the live ended super randomly. I'm telling you, the next time they do it, watch it on Instagram. You will enjoy okay. the segment. Definitely. <laughs> Jade attacking Perez, Apollo attacking Grayson. Like, it just ends in chaos. Yeah, and uh, Issa, you brought up the White Rabbit teases. I'm going to be very interested to see what kind of number, if any, this show does tonight because they did tease that, I mean, he's been doing this with a lot of talent, but the binary code did translate to Gacy. Joe Gacy changed his profile picture as if it was eyes were scratched out like the Firefly Funhouse. So there's now speculation that Joe Gacy could be associated with this Bray Wyatt character. Oh, good and they have that masked individual. I felt like they should have made that look more like Bray Wyatt just to get people thinking. You know, made it a bigger guy, but they had that masked individual. So I think this tonight might have been teasing that Bray Wyatt might have been on this episode. And who knows who fell for it? I, I got so triggered when I look in the chat and Joe Gacy's there and then he just puts a white rabbit. I was like, you stop that. You cannot be part of this. <laughs> You're not cool enough. <laughs> we'll see, man. Maybe he's got a faction. No. It's funny, though, actually, because, yeah, that's like the ultimate wrestler going into business for themselves to, like, ride a trend. Like, well, maybe I'm a part of this. I mean, I'm sure Bray Wyatt told him, like, hey, man, because there's all these red herrings, and I don't think any of these hints are going to have anything to do with what we actually see. It'll probably yeah, be Yeah, there was the Corbin, too. And I don't Belair, Corbin, right. Alistair Black's theme music. And one. It's just designed to make you go different ways. I don't think he's no, I mean, thought this through where all these people are going to come just together. Just have the next one decode into Drink Your Ovaltine. I mean, you know, like, yeah. this is just... Uh, <laughs> they didn't have is, white rabbit milk. Yeah, it's just a little... Yeah. Uh it's just a little silly at a certain point. Um but Julius Creed versus Duke Hudson. Issa, were you on the edge of your seat for this match? The whole two minutes, yes. Julius Creed getting that win. Brutus Key awesome. Creed running down and beating up Duke Hudson. Ivan Island Julius pulling him off Hudson board. Damon Kemp appeared. 
David um, appeared to forget his lines early in that promo. Yes. He said something, and then he puts the mic down. He just kind of waits, and then they kind of had a riff against each other. I like Damon Kemp's fire. His promos need work, but I, there's something that he has. I, he's got something, but the promos need work, obviously, and they're, they're working on them. Uh, but I just thought it was before Damon forgot something. I, think. I just like the stipulation that if Julius loses to Kemp, Brutus has to leave NXT. It would have been funnier if he said to Julius, you pick the stipulation. He said, if I lose, my brother has to leave NXT. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have been awesome, actually. <laughs> it's where they had a lot of those brother bars, and I was just waiting for a Gable Stevenson reference. And oh, yeah. I thought that's where this was No, going. we don't know him. Maybe, we don't know him around yeah. here anymore. <laughs> It's crazy. He's like gone from the face of the earth and yeah. his little brother is already progressing. His little brother is on his first heel turn in like a deep storyline. So maybe that's the payoff at the end. But this Gable Stevenson thing is very weird that they really haven't used him at all after drafting him to Raw. Yet uh, his little brother is, I think, doing just fine in terms of coming along. Uh, we did have backstage Quincy Elliott hanging out with Hank Walker. Love Quincy. Quincy uh, Qu- I like calling Walk. him wank- wanker for a short, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he like that. (laughs) (laughs) So Hank Walker versus Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn getting that win. And Quinn looking to attack Walker. But Quincy Elliott coming out to make the save. Yeah, they cut away before Hank Walker could twerk with him. Yes. Um, The red hoodie mystery figure backstage talking to Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes saying, you don't have to align yourselves with Schism. <laughs> Who is in the red hoodie? Bray. <laughs> it was pretty short for Bray. What? First of all, that was a kid. You know? <laughs> Who could it be? Is it um, Wesley, maybe? No, we no. saw Wes earlier in the day. I know, that's the thing. It, maybe we saw him so he could throw us off the scent. I, I did see, th- you did catch a glimpse of the person from the side, right? I think we saw their nose. Oh. Is, it Wendy Is there somebody from NXT UK we haven't seen yet? I don't you know, it seemed like someone kind of short, and I think it was somebody with light skin, I think, if I saw that correctly. And it was a so, female, people are saying. Light skin or fair skin? Oh, fair skin. Fair skin. Pale <laughs> skin, how about that? Female man, that's interesting. A short, oh, well, if it's fair skin, Ivy Nile, maybe she's short. No, who could it be? That's interesting. Who do you guys think it is in the chat? I don't care. Yeah, I really don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let us know, obviously, but I really can't. The only thing I enjoyed about this was the beatdown on Cameron Grimes. I thought, I thought it was a pretty good beatdown. Cameron sold very well for that beatdown. Yes, he did. Yeah, Cameron Grimes got beat up. What's going on with Cameron Grimes? Nothing. Same thing. <laughs> okay, he's been go. stagnant. He's not rich anymore. He he needs something. He so he's basically character. going through the same thing Andrade is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to do an interview with calling people out. Yeah. Calvin Alexander saying uh, it's a girl, whoever it is. So we'll find out. Oh, the mystery. The mystery. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> she's, she's taller than that. 
It's not Sachori. That's my guess. Maybe it's Izzy making her NXT debut. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. <laughs> That'd be interesting. She can get into a feud with Wesley. That'd be fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, her dad can show up, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to not follow down this path. Um, <laughs> Reality-based storylines. That's what we're doing. That's that's wrestling in 2022, goddammit. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, main event tonight. Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling This was Blue. awesome. It was really good. Very good match. What did you think about Saxton new- on commentary tonight? I think it's good. I think uh, I think Dad's very unappreciated in terms of how people go about talking about him, <laughs> but I think he's a very good utility player. <laughs> comforting. I always find Byron Saxon very comforting. Yeah, His voice I, is very I, soothing to me. I like Byron. Yeah, it's good. Do you find him comforting, Alfred? When he tucked me in, yeah. When I was a kid coming up, he read me stories. It's very comfortable. What kind of stories did he read you? What was your favorite Byron story? Uh, the, I think I can. I think I can train the, the oh. choo-choo train. Okay, that's that's great. I like that. Glad you had such a good childhood. <laughs> it's great. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lisa, you and Lacey Evans, no hardship. Yes, remember I told you some stories, man. It's been rough. <laughs> 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 Listen, this main event slapped, okay? It was a banger after banger after banger. I thought that they had an excellent chemistry in the ring. However, it was very predictable for me, not for Alfred, apparently. Alfred was over here like, oh my God, pretty deadly is going to lose the title. I was paranoid. For me, it was very predictable. No, I thought for sure they were going to beat pretty deadly. I just thought that they were going to bring them to wow. the main roster and they were going to put the belts on the brawling brutes and they were going to carry around the NXT tag titles for some reason. But it's good. And it was weird that they didn't, in terms of their promo, they did not refer to Pete Dunne as Butch. They called him the bruiser because I think maybe they thought the crowd would boo when it comes to Butch. They got to run with Butch. I, I, Pete Dunne's great and whatnot, but this Butch thing has taken on a life of its own, uh, namely on this podcast, and I think they should run with it. Butch. Agreed. No, this was a good match, and we saw Imperium uh, do a little bit of interference. Pretty deadly retained, which was very glad to see. And then they set it up with Idris and uh, Malik and Brooks and Dunn confronting Pretty Deadly after. So that'll probably be the triple threat at Howling Havoc, which again, nothing compared to what it'd be if it was Brazongo versus Pretty Deadly. But this was a good main event, and we went over by like 10 minutes tonight. Yeah, the main event was great. The rest of the show, not so much. Yeah, I agree. I felt like this, I mean, I think people were excited even to see if they were going to change around the setting or whatnot. And maybe that got laid by the hurricane too, but I really hope that oh, there's a true. authentic, if they're going to go to white and gold, they might as well have not gone to white and gold if this was the end result. And I don't think it is, but if it is, it might as well yeah. just kept the colors because this is really, doesn't feel like a new era. No, it felt very NXT 2.0 the entire show. Maybe next week will be the How season How excited premiere. are we for Sheamus? I was no, no. Well, maybe every other show is having a season premiere. I know, this that's what I'm week. Yeah. Might as well. I was gonna ask you how excited are you for Chavis and Gunther? The rematch that's with the big Friday. team and slapping meat. That's yeah, this so Friday. That's as opposed to what what is even happening in Extreme Rules now? A bunch Extreme Rules is gonna be good. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be lit. Yeah, gonna I'm excited return. for Extreme Rules. Joe Gacy's gonna be the white rabbit. Oh my god, that's can you imagine? No. Please stop putting <laughs> negative things onto the universe. I'm sure. 
teach you that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't teach me better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope Glenn knows that joke will forever live on. Oh, yeah. It's not how I meant it, but I understand why it was perceived that way. Glenn is a friend to the culture. I mean, isn't it possible Byron Saxton is all of our fathers? Yeah, he's very fatherly. He's definitely not my father. Definitely. Some more than others. He's not my daddy. He wouldn't have confused your voice with your sisters when you were calling for a ride. He's not my daddy. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Tiffany Stratton sense or right, right. We, yeah. we, What's up with I'm, Tiffany I'm, Stratton? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I miss her though. I miss her. I hope she's okay because if yeah. she's injured, nothing has been reported. Yeah. Where is she? I mean, I... She, she took a Lego bump, and I don't think you're ever the same after that. God, that'd be so funny if that was a story, is that she was out for like, that'd be a good heel line, is if she comes back in like three months, she says that she was recovering from a Lego bump. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it because I would believe it. Dynamite tomorrow, as Ricky Zaldivir is pointing out, Dynamite's two hours and 15 minutes tomorrow night. What are they going to do? What are they going to Dynamite. They're going to take that 15 do? minutes. I yeah. think they're going to take that 15 minutes to break up the shoot fight after the show between... Sammy Guevara and Andrade. Keith Robinson uh, saying Byron legit lives with his mom. Just saying, you know, my mom lived with me for a while into adulthood. You know, bought her house. Oh, come on. I shares a bank account with his mom. Yeah. You know? Don't talk about my grandmother like that, please. Leave her out of this. <sighs> Oh, fuck. Uh, it's all downhill from here, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I'm I'm uh, giving benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say the hurricane effect tonight's rebrand. I think next week we get a season premiere that feels a little more new. Yeah. Yeah, we could see. We'll see. I, mean, I don't know if they'll go back to full sale. Who knows how much they'll change, but. You know, at least a dark mat and yellow robes. Can we just get that? Will be yeah. nice. It will be. Uh, so tomorrow night, Dynamite on the TBS network. Anything else? Yep, I'll be here. Nope. Oh, Alfred, plug your new uh, Pro Wrestling Bits video. Yes, Pro Wrestling right? Bits tomorrow, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Eastern. Can you just bit. put it up now? I I have to go to the gym. I need something to watch. <laughs> Finishing touches uh, right now, but it'll be up tomorrow morning. Okay. And you tease what okay, the subject fine. is. Can you go to the gym tomorrow? I'm going to go tomorrow, too. I go every day. Oh, no, the subject is the same with Rivera. And oh, that's right. Just, and yeah. then it leads into the ticket sales and all this stuff. Uh, a lot to discuss about the... Sammy and Andrade. It's a very, very exciting story for the wrong reasons. <laughs> there you have it. And Issa, you're going to do a watch along tomorrow with AEW? Yeah. Yeah, hey. I'll be doing a watch along. We do it every Wednesday. It's going to be fun. Sounds good. Issa's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Alfred is at This Is Nasty. I'm Michael Rubenstein. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care and have a good week. <laughs> With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. 
So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.